0: Everyone has opinions. Most of them are trash. Join us each week as we get to the bottom of the heap, sifting through topics ranging from pop culture to pop tarts. In the end, only one trash talker will reign refuse supreme. Disagree? Too bad. Welcome to Your Opinion is Trash.
1: to laugh.
2: Okay. That's that's a great place to
1: be. Yeah, I'm feeling full of hot blood and warmth. I like
2: that less (laughs) than
1: the first, previous comment. Hot Hot, blood and and warmth. If I were in the medieval times, I am so full of humors. That I just need to be drained because I'm so excited to be discussing today's topic. Do we need to start over? There
2: were so <laughs> many things that I never thought I had to say.
0: Please oh, I thought you meant medieval this. times. The wonderful chain
1: restaurant. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh. <laughs> that did that does make me hungry for some chicken with my hands.
0: Just oh. like an entire <laughs> half a chicken. This that is you eat with flat
3: Pepsi this in is. a goblet.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Flat <laughs> Pepsi in a goblin. the,
4: one off the early.
2: Oh, This is spiraling way faster than I had anticipated. Um, welcome. Yeah, you can't corral us. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to this week's episode of Your Opinion Is Trash. <laughs> oh, there it is. Fresh.
1: I am Natalie.
2: Yeah, I'm Natalie. Living in a trash fire. Um, With me, as usual, is AJ. Hello, I just crawled
1: out of the dumpster. (laughs) And Keithy.
2: I'm here
4: to drink seltzer and argue, and I'm almost out of seltzer.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And also Claire. I'm having a beer for the first time in a month, and I'm feeling silly. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. Wow. And we have a very special guest today, our good friend, Kristen. Hi, y'all. What? Are you talking? I couldn't hear you. Yet! Yeah, I- I <laughs> <laughs> you just I waved on talk- the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was real cute. It's like, I was well, waving I saw- at you. <laughs> I know, but you can say hi. It's a podcast. She you- did. It Zoom just ducked her. Oh, I didn't hear you. Uh, she- it was literally just silence on our end, and I was like, <laughs> why is she only the <laughs> waving i, I forgot how it works <laughs> anyway
4: this is a bonus guest this, one, one we should saying, have covered
2: yeah, that it's a, not it's pantomime. a
4: boner show <laughs> it's a boner
1: show that's right we have a, a bonus,
2: bonus. guest yeah, we don't didn't delete Jean. anyone we only added goodness
1: and, and we have claire in new york we're here in New Orleans, and Kristen is in Los Angeles, which means it's coast to coast to coast. My God, all three coasts. All three coasts. We've
0: three coasts. covered the country. What girth.
1: What? Oh, god! And now people know China,
2: where we live. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So we're very excited uh, to have everyone here today. Um, mm-hmm. This. I mean, we're gonna. We can just jump right in. Yeah.
1: That's just... where I was attempting yeah. to go with my talk of humors. Yeah. I was talking about <laughs> yes. I was trying to I was trying to fuse romance and laughter. You trying to get
0: I'm glad we comedy. circled back to this.
2: Yeah. yeah. Good, but good. just finish. so everyone knows
1: where I was coming.
2: I'm not sure it worked, <laughs> <laughs> but it was, no. a, it, but was, it, was a, it was a valiant effort. Yeah. Um so this week no ep- no. <laughs> This week's episode is uh we're going to be discussing what is the best romantic comedy. Ooh. Ooh. That's right. They're not called chick flicks them. anymore. No, they are not called chick flicks. That's offensive and stupid.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> <laughs> sure is.
3: Um,
2: and yes, everyone
3: uh, needs a grandpa.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, everyone had very... Uh, well, not everyone. A couple of people were like can you define Mm. what a romantic comedy is? And I said, it's whatever you think a romantic comedy is. Mm. So Was it the boys? Was that Keith? Was that Keith that asked that question? I don't know. Uh, We can assume yes. It's just some people in our lives Mm. were like, can you define? I was like, nope, it's whatever you think it is. Um, So maybe we'll have some very interesting choices, (sighs) but probably not. They're probably gonna be pretty, pretty, pretty normal. Um, (laughs) So, yeah, I don't think I need to define what a what a rom-com is. I think we're all very familiar with the term. Are
1: there any rom-coms uh, in which... Are there I try so hard to get
2: through <laughs> this without a, him saying
1: anything. Are, are there happens. any rom-coms in which the main characters die at the end? <laughs> Probably. Well, because I have have
2: one movie that I'm thinking of that could possibly be considered a dark romantic comedy.
1: Okay. Hmm.
2: It is called uh, A Friend for the End of the World. Seeking a friend for the end of the of the world. It sounds like a book. It stars Kieran Kieran Knightley (laughs) and Steve Carell, and there is an asteroid plummeting towards the earth and you think and they like they it's funny it's like it's dark and they get funny, together and they get together and it is romantical and they do like sort of like fall into this mutual love for each other but the world actually
1: ends. Uh, like the asteroid yeah. hits
2: oh. nothing like redeems it and they and everyone
1: on so the So it's ice. like it's like deep impact with more lighthearted banter.
2: Yeah with less <laughs> Lily Sobieski and Elijah Wood and
1: more uh, Cool
2: yeah, sounds there's like. There's also
1: it.
0: that that wonderful rom-com, Bridge to Terabithia. Do you remember <laughs> that?
1: One? I thought that was a teenager's movie. I thought it was about bridges of Madison County. <laughs> Wasn't it? Clint Eastwood? That's a different Ma- Meryl Streep.
2: Yes. A yeah. One. That's not a com That's just a rom. Meryl has
1: brown hair in that movie. Yeah, and and
2: uh, rom sad. <laughs> it's, a, it's,
1: it's a rom. Rom-sad. There's a lot
2: of those. Yeah, there yeah. are many rom sads.
1: Right. Because if we. That'll
3: the if, next time.
1: Yeah, if, because if we the next time. analyze the Aristotelian definition of I don't a think comedy we need to.
2: and if you say Aristotelian two more times on this goddamn podcast today,
1: the I'm going to punch you. I'm just saying, If we're using that that, def, that strict definition, then I don't believe anyone can die.
2: All right. Well, I'm glad I didn't waste any time explaining what a rom-com was.
1: <laughs> yes. I'm glad I helped the viewers learn who Aristotle was. Thank you. <laughs> the
3: viewers. The viewers of the At home the viewers. for viewers like
1: you. With their um, the eyeballs. They yeah. love the visuals. He's so um, handsome.
2: <laughs> um, so I'm... It, is, does anyone deeply want to go first? Nope. Never. Um, okay, Keith, you're going first. Oh,
1: <laughs> yes. That's good. No, that's good. Yeah, I know. Yeah, okay. Because we're, oh, we all it, are waiting on pins and needles because he may not know what a rom-com is.
4: I know what he a rom-com is. He knows what it
2: is.
3: is. All right, all
1: right. Yeah, that's an assumption. I did just he, sometimes...
3: Did he ask I, the computer?
4: I get excited. <laughs> and I want to talk about it before it's time.
3: Maybe make sure you did it right.
4: Yeah. Maybe. Okay, starting off strong. Oh, we must go with our sponsors. Oh, a
1: word from, my a word from sponsors. our sponsors. for tonight.
4: Thank you. Mm. 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 Look, looking for truly love? <laughs> Try truly wa- watermelon and kiwi. It'll make you fall
1: in love with something. <laughs> it's
2: a match mm. made in heaven. Mm.
1: Yeah, that is a good match.
2: We're drinking it over ice tonight, y'all, because. Fresh Market didn't have any cold ones. <laughs> oh, that's a graphic sound about. Yeah, that was some good ASMR. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Sure, sure. Um, okay. <laughs> I
1: liked it. Now we're ready. It's it's like starting that off from taking the hoodie
2: off. Oh, Keith's taking his hoodie off, y'all. He's getting hot in here. And this lamp
1: is warm. <laughs> Full of warmth and,
4: <laughs> and, and, and hot blood, or whatever AJ said. Um, okay, so um, I thought about this for entirely too long. I mm-hmm. actually changed my choice. Um, so. But this is the one I feel very strongly about, and I'll I'll tell you exactly why in a bullet point or two. But I just want to say that this movie, this film that I have selected, has everything. All right. Capitalism. Bold claim. (laughs) New York in the fall. Dabney Coleman on a houseboat. My God. (laughs) That's right, boys and squirrels. We're going with... You've got mail. Yes.
3: Oh. Excellent, Excellent choice, Excellent. That is that is a fantastic round.
1: It's, it's, you it's, had me at Dabney. <laughs> it's like the it's like the ugly sister to Sleepless in Seattle. Oh. That's what you would think, but I will tell you why it's not.
0: I would say it's oh. like the mature older sister.
4: Okay. okay. <laughs> Sisters are important. in that- My argument. Oh.
0: That's Steve So,
4: we're going to 1998. Ooh. A simpler Ooh, time. A fine year. A simpler time. It was time.
2: a different time. When,
4: <laughs> if you wanted to slide into someone's DMs, you had to use dial up internet.
2: My God, A. Ah, a-, ah, a-, ah. a-
0: <laughs> so, this was. You a- have some A-plus material you're coming in with. <laughs> I'm
4: just coming <laughs> out hot. That's all I'm saying. I love um, it. Uh, written by the uh, The inimitable Nora Ephron
2: My god The queen of rom-com
4: <laughs> I mean I have right here She invented the genre Thank Now you. we can argue the about that The genre
1: misses her That's for sure No,
2: R.I.P.
4: Nora But I'm gonna say She invented it With a little movie Called When Harry Met Sally mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then uh, she, she got a little I, I, I want to say She got a little bit better But she Tweaked it a little bit For Sleepless in
2: Seattle My god And mm-hmm. then she
4: perfected it Oh With you You've it? Got Mail So here Okay Yep Here is is what I've determined is is the rom-com criteria. Okay. Two things. It has to be written by Nora Ephron. (laughs) (laughs) That narrows it down a bit. (laughs) Number two, it has to star Meg Ryan.
2: Okay. I like where your head's at. Still have a lot of choices.
4: (laughs) So she, um, obviously Nora Ephron, she wrote When, When Harry Met Sally. Uh, but did not direct it. Correct. She wrote and directed Sleepless in Seattle. mm
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the,
4: the trifecta, the full Ephron, the age of Ephron,
5: <laughs>
4: was you've got mail. We've got writing, directing, producing. Bonus! She, she wrote co- the score. She co-wrote it with no. her sister.
2: Oh my oh. god! Oh. Oh, sister. Wow. Sisters. The full ephron. Wow. I want a t-shirt wow. that says the full ephron. Deuce
0: Ephron. It's like inception of ephron. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Ephron within an Insephron.
1: Coast of Ephropia. No.
0: It's it's based
4: on an old-ass <laughs> Hungarian play. So that's not <laughs> good, That's right.
0: It's based on what? play? Mm-hmm. No, it's it's based on the little shop around the corner.
4: It's uh, Parfumery, 1937 Hungarian play.
0: Oh, can you say it with a Hungarian accent?
2: Yes. What's the Hungarian
1: (laughs) accent? No. Short answer. The little shop around the corner. But it's Parfumery. (laughs) Parfumery. Yep, that sounds Eastern European. European. That sounds close. It's
0: the Hungarian part of Brooklyn. Yeah. (laughs)
4: yeah. But you're not not wrong, Claire, because I think that came out in like 1940, so they're all... You know, in that same—they're all
0: from the same. Yes, Hungarian.
3: (laughs) The Hungarian rom-com.
4: Yeah, the the Hungarian part of New York.
2: Who Um, knew they were so into rom-coms in Hungary?
4: um, Short synopsis: Two business rivals are having an online relationship without knowing their actual identities. Um, Joe Fox, played by the incredible Tom Hanks, um, he finds out the truth um, about his uh, about Meg Ryan, um, the, the Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, Kathleen Kelly, oh, my God, and um, <laughs> and and so he instead of uh, revealing this to her, he decides to make amends because he, you know, he obviously cares about this person. There's a happy fucking ending. Riverside Park. It's a love letter to New York. All right. Okay. Moving on to the more interesting aspects of the film, um, the cast. Okay, mm-hmm. I've already mentioned uh, Meg Ryan, yeah. Tom Hanks. There's so many good people in this film.
2: No, I agree. Yes.
4: Okay. Yes. Um, starting off with Parker Posey. Where are my Tic Tacs? Ah. Oh! <laughs> so good. <laughs> the hilariously goofy left-wing Greg
1: Kinnear, um, who, oh, sa- who says, thank you. And, and I say, thank you all the time now. <laughs> you could almost make an argument that uh, the fourth rule of your rules is that it contains Greg Kinnear. He's in a lot of romantic comedies. He's in a lot, yeah.
3: He's in As Good As It Gets. I don't know if he counts. I guess we count. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah,
2: if, AJ would argue this point with you drunk on his porch, that As Good As It Gets is one of the greatest rom-coms of all time. It is!
3: Because it has to do with an old man and a young
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is this about to happen in real time?
2: Um okay. we I'm also sorry, Kiki.
4: Oh, no problem. Working in the shop, we also have Steve Zahn.
2: My uh yes. And then him and Hanks Roger. are
4: two years removed from that thing you do when they made this film.
2: Was this film after that thing you do? Yes. Okay, thank you. That uh, was '96.
4: We, we have Mel from Fraser.
2: Oh! Yep. I don't yes. Was that on? Um, did we record? Did you record saying how much you hate Mel? Or was I did, that a pro- did, okay? Yes. That wasn't a post-conversation. No, that was in. Right, the, sorry, yeah. everyone. <laughs>
4: uh, we also have Poppy from Frasier.
2: My God,
4: wonderful! So Fraser. much
2: Frasier crossover. Uh, Heather
4: Burns of Miss Congeniality fame also mm. works in the shop. Mm. Sarah Ramirez, Happy Thanksgiving, back.
2: Oh yeah, the single greatest oh, line yeah. delivery <laughs> in the history
4: of Time. I, she's, the
3: ca- she's the cashier, right?
4: Uh, yes, yeah, she's the cashier and the cash only one. Um, <laughs> zip zip. Uh, Gene Stapleton my god Gene Stapleton my god. yeah I tried to have cyber sex once but I kept getting a busy signal <laughs> oh. <Hey-o. laughs> you are correct kill me Gene Stapleton um, and then of course it's, it's my favorite and I think this is what really elevates this movie And as far as the supporting characters go Dave Chappelle
3: yeah, yeah. he's amazing like they're like him and Tom Hanks are like
4: best friend he's like, yeah, the, he's, he's, so like the, he's like the yeah. branch manager of like fox books and he just basically is the soundboard for for tom hanks he's also the one that finds out that it's uh kathleen kelly
0: um what about the, the dog the dog is brinkley,
4: brinkley. yeah it's Br- man's brinkley. best friend brinkley,
0: Brinkley's <laughs> brinkley, of um,
4: yeah absolutely and he's a big part of the movie too um because he he sends the last email and pushes it with his paw
0: Um, (laughs) wait is that true I do not remember that yeah when
4: he's like he's like uh, Brinkley and I'll meet you in Riverside Park by the garden and like he pushes
0: wait really oh my god I mean
1: Hanks is holding his paw and he guides him Remember he racks oh. them
3: up in his leash at the end. It's very cute. So romantic. It
1: really becomes a film about animal manipulation. <laughs> Jesus. Well, the, the the real ones who've seen this movie as many
4: times as I have will just will know what I mean when I just say piazza because like <laughs> it's the funniest. Like Dave Chappelle like acts like he doesn't know what the word means. Um, I I just yeah because of uh, these people and because of uh, the writing of course I think it's funnier than your average you know rom com. There's a, a solid amount of. Uh, Emphasis on the com. Um, it's very yes. romantic as well. The first half about the dot com. P- oh, oh.
5: oh.
3: rom.com.
1: dot com. <laughs> dot com. That, that is, well a, that is well, a late '90s era film waiting to never be made. Well done. Um,
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got some. It's got some uh, wonderful music. Uh, the puppy song uh, is the opening credits. Dreams
2: are a, dreams are a dream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. and then
4: uh, the, the book ended by another Harry Nilsson song. Um, over the rainbow cover a beautiful cover. Oh, That's or, nice. Somewhere over the rainbow um, I you know Sleepless in Seattle was brought up. I think this is sort of like a low-key like unofficial sequel to
2: <laughs> Sleepless Whoa, in Seattle. In like a different time. I, or
3: like I a think it's better. I,
4: I think it's better as well because they're actually yeah. on screen together which oh, hardly yeah. ever happens in Sleepless in Seattle plus no fucking annoying kids you know that's true.
3: exactly and there's right. no like no one's like mom died you're like oh great you guys, in Seattle, like,
4: the first half of that movie i'm yeah. sorry if anybody chose this but the first half of that movie is wildly sad
1: well yeah well, i do want to point out Rome that romantic comedy you got to start off with sadness
0: I, no that's I, a disney movie i hate to be <laughs> this person but her mom is dead in that's uh true. you've got mail so there is a dead mom angle <laughs>
3: And it is very sweet and beautiful, her... But she's know,
2: already, like, home. dealt with it. It's yes. not,
3: like,
0: right. of the moment.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's not new death. It's old death. But well, the two this of them, Ma- Ma- the two I of them on screen together, Meg oh.
1: Ryan's, Ryan's mom, mom is... Meg Ryan's is, mother. Okay. Is who, dead who, who, who started, who started that, the, the book bookstore. bookstore. Is Fortitude. she still... Is, is the body still in the bookstore?
0: <laughs> yeah. there's a. It opens on the wake.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I don't remember that part. Oh,
0: yeah. It's there's weekends at
3: Bernie's, her...
1: Yeah, that's, like... Yeah, they've that, yep. yeah. What a looming presence.
4: None of this is real. <laughs> there is a there is sort I'm of a ghostly sorry. dance uh, when she closes down. Oh the, yeah! So All that's right. a little. She spooky.
0: like sees it. Yeah. It's Deeply sad when she closes the bookstore. It I is. do remember like that being really hard on me.
4: For sure, um, there's a lot of. Uh,
0: you love books, Claire. You love books. I love books, and I hate to see them treated poorly. Sure. In New York, by conglomerates. There's
4: there's a lot of love for for New York in this film. Like I said, I love led it to New York, um, Upper <laughs> West Side. <laughs> Um, there is a there is a dig there is a dig at Brooklyn, unfortunately. But
2: Sorry, whatever. Well,
4: at the time it was yeah, that's
0: before everybody moved there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now we all live here and they're like, uh it's too expensive. <laughs>
4: exactly. Um just a couple of quotes to reel off here. I just I love that when when Joe and, um, and Kathleen meet each other, um, again, not knowing about their online personas, but they meet each other at like a, a book publishing party and she they're they're arguing um, about the about just Business and Tom Hanks is like filling his plate, and he starts taking the caviar, which is like around (laughs) another dish. And she's like, "What are you you doing? That that caviar is a garnish." And he takes more of it. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, I
3: I have to just say I'm sorry. I hate to interrupt, but I don't. But I also do. But I when I moved into the apartment I'm in now, the first night that I was here, I was alone, and I didn't have a pet at the time, and I was very by myself, and. I didn't know what to do, I was kind of nervous, and I watched You've Got Mail, and got drunk, like drank an entire bottle of white wine, and thought that It's a Garnish was like the funniest thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Garnish! A- I think yeah, I, I sent everybody Snapchats of like every moment of that movie, because it was a revelation of how funny that movie is. <laughs> oh yeah,
4: so, no, it's, uh, it's got some, it's got some killer zingers, Um, that's actually a big part of their conversation because she doesn't know how to be mean, and he sort of unknowingly teaches her how to be mean, and she's... Very mean to him when they do actually meet,
5: Um, and it's
4: it's a pretty brutal scene in the coffee shop when like dear friend doesn't show up. Um,
0: It is. It's a bummer.
4: (laughs) Um, There's. I
0: bet you like Mr. Darcy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Pride and Prejudice love in this film. There's the Godfather sequence uh, where he like he just like for some reason goes into like a a Marlon Brando, like impression. And he just like scratches his cheek and goes, Michael. Um.
0: Just like IQ, my favorite Uh rom-com. Also my Ryan. Claire, I
2: love the movie IQ. Like I can talk about the movie IQ and how adorable Tim Robbins is in that movie. Uh, for literally hours, so we'll do that I, later. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll put a pin Walter in it. Masow plays it's Albert Einstein, I I and Meg Ryan's last name is Boyd, and I love it because no that's one's last name is ever my last name. <laughs> when was the last time you went Wahoo? Oh, so
0: good.
4: Oh, wow. there, oh. There's a there's a tremendous scene when they're uh, when Dave Chappelle and Tom Hanks are like working out, they're like on treadmills, and he gets and Tom Hanks gets so upset, and he's like, "I was eloquent, <laughs> shit." <laughs> um... <laughs> I, I love this line. Like this is, this is so beautifully written. Kevin, this is possibly the most adorable creature I've ever been in contact with. And if she turns out to be as good looking as a mailbox,
2: <laughs>
4: I would be crazy not to turn my life upside down and marry her. Dave, Dave Chappelle responds, she could be a real dog. <laughs> that whole thing is great. He like grabs the railing and he's like, shh. <laughs> it's great Hank's acting. Um, later on, when, when he's figured it out, he goes to visit her. I brought you flowers. Um... <laughs> She says, why would you stop by again? I forget. And he said, I wanted to be your friend. And she says, oh. Um, And then, of course, the final moment when everything is going to be fine. um, And he says, don't cry, shop girl. Too late, Hanks, because I'm fucking weeping. (laughs) Brinkley runs out. I can't believe
0: the dog can use his paw like that.
4: Somewhere over the rainbow, Brinkley, he's calling out to Brinkley. She sees him, and she's, like, looking around, like, is it real? It's beautiful. Um, You've Got Mail received mildly positive
1: reviews.
4: The leads were obviously praised and Variety called it a winning romantic comedy.
2: Well, there it is. Yay! Yay. And they can
4: all suck it because the movie made $250 million. Yeah, and Nora Ephron went fuck you all.
0: <laughs> Which today is like a billion dollars. Right. Yeah, I think in today's dollars, that's it's, it's a lot.
1: It was made for way less than that. Now, <laughs> does the movie lose any credibility because its title is taken like as a from a corporate slogan?
3: I know mean, the movie is great. I it's great. I don't think I, it's a You've got mail so amazing, is, like, I,
1: c- c- is copyright AOL. I mean, but I do you've feel like it,
2: for now like a historical piece. Gives us that, like,
0: <laughs> that boost of nostalgia. You yeah, know? I think it's
2: great.
1: Totally,
2: I think it's an we excellent We've heard that
3: story. phrase so many times. It's, like. And when you heard it, you were like,
0: oh,
1: yeah. Oh, it's just A. Oh, hell yes. Yeah. Oh, it's just junk.
0: But also AIM, because she's on AIM. Yeah, yeah. I miss AIM. Like, oh, yeah. AIM. That's, that's junior high right there. That's just... Oh. Another, yeah. another
3: rom-com that uses AIM ridiculously is Something's Gotta Give. Don't know if anyone's chosen it, but
2: yeah, it's uh, ridiculous
3: use of AIM. Such
2: a good movie. It's,
4: uh, I guess, I don't know what, what the title of this film would be nowadays. Like, you know... Uh, Someone's in your DMs, I don't know. Slide into their Slide into your friends. DMs. Slide my DMs. And I don't know how they would have met, because they met in an over-30 chat room. I don't know if they would have met, like, on a subreddit. Oh, but, um,
3: probably. probably. I think this a fantastic choice. I reach for You've Got Mail often. Mm. Now, unfortunately, You've Got Mail, like a lot of romantic comedies, is not available for free, I don't think, places, which is insane, and... I want to, it's, it's like comfort food for me. It's, you've got mail makes me so happy.
5: Mm-hmm. It's and, locked and deep I in the
3: Disney
1: it. vault.
0: <laughs> see, I think I have that relationship where you've got mail is like uh, the hot girl in my life where she shows up when I least expect her. And I'm like, so happy to see her. But, <laughs> I feel like a little nervous. But I'm like very nervous. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I have to sit down and watch this movie right now.
4: I, I can't. Yes, you I can't explain to you exactly why, like, what about this, like, really, you know, tapped into me in 1998, or, like, why I've seen it so many times, but... No, I
2: think it's great. I love this about you. It's a thing I didn't know about you, so this makes me happy. (laughs) I love finding new things in our... Very long friendship That's that true. I didn't That's know. True.
1: How do you feel about now, about Meg Ryan's transformation?
2: We don't need to talk about that. We have five people on tonight, and we don't need to talk about her looks as a woman. Of that color I'm, <laughs>
4: talk, I'm talking about <laughs> Kathleen Kelly. That's who I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about Meg Ryan, even though she is very essential to the heath robbery rom com rom- criteria.
0: <laughs> the rom com. very good in hanging I- up.
4: I just, I just love so many moments in this movie. Like the guy, in the, like the guy in the line behind her is so mad. She doesn't yeah. have, she doesn't have cash. So she doesn't bad. have cash. <laughs> like, no so one's ever AJ. Been a, is it is it is it Zaybars? Is it Zaybars? Yeah. No one's ever been that mad at Zaybars. I don't think. But um, <laughs> Not, I bet you
1: AJ like has Yeah. Like, yeah. Who doesn't carry
2: cash? I mean, well, nowadays no one can have cash. <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: so much? I have a dollar. I have, yeah, a, I she have shows her. I have a dollar. <laughs> um i love it i love it it's endearing it's charming um and i am going to finish my drink now
2: great well done excellent choice well done I, I
3: like this choice that was one of my honorable
2: mentions that movie is splendid
1: excellent choice pouring one out for nora
2: um yes uh claire would you like to go next oh you betcha great <laughs> you <will laughs> be can a you cat. can you switch the computer around so we can say thanks this was a
0: very new experience because I never see Keith when we do the pod, and it turned you, it turned me to right on him, and I was like, oh, now I'm watching. Yeah, I I did it last night so that
2: um, TV's Nelson Franklin and and uh, Stella Adler's Pete McGillicut could see people. <laughs>
3: so. I'm so glad. I was just really excited to see you guys tonight. So. <laughs> for for our viewers, we're
0: zooming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they know because I complain about. Zoom all the time. <laughs> anyway, so I guess it, when we're talking about, like, criteria, I didn't have very um, uh, serious criteria going into this, since I'm sort of a fly by the seat of your pantyhose kind of gal. <laughs> um, but, but I did definitely consider the Venn diagram of, like, rom-coms and guilty pleasures, mm-hmm. because I think that, for me, a lot of the rom-coms that I consume fall in that, like, guilty pleasure area of the Venn? Are you picturing the Venn diagram I've set up? I got it. So it's,
2: it's almost, a, yeah, it's almost yes. a
1: completely overlapped circle for me. So yes. And, and, and yeah. it also involves Saturday afternoons and the TNT or Superstation networks.
0: Yeah. Yes, it does. It is actually sponsored by those. <laughs> yes. um, Where it takes like five hours to play some of them because some of them are so long. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I will watch all of those like unashamedly. It's just like, you know, they're guilty pleasures. It's like fluff. So I went, I, I, I tried to step outside of that like middle zone and kind of find the like true rom com that I just truly like solidly enjoy. Um, and that I feel literally no shame or guilt about loving and will watch anytime it's on TV or on HBO in the middle of the night because I feel like that's, that's where it lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or lived when I was younger. It's coming back. But um, this movie came out in uh, an era of batshit insane rom coms. The 90s. Yes. Um, And I picked it because it has a little bit of darkness to it. It's got all of the hits. It's got loneliness. It's got gaslighting. It's got (laughs) identity theft. It's got stalking. That's right. I am doing the gritty, gender-reversed reboot of Sleeping Beauty, where Princess Charming wears schlubby sweaters (laughs) while you were sleeping. (laughs) Oh,
5: yeah.
2: All
1: right. Not trash, pretty this good. Oh,
0: men. Pullman.
2: Pullman, Gallagher. Uh, Pullman, Gallagher. <laughs> Peter Boyle, Peter Boyle.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. um, That's where it's at.
0: So I, I'm going to start with the cast because I feel like it needs to be addressed. <laughs> um, the The main character of Lucy was actually originally written for Demi Moore. Uh, oh, and I'm so glad that I'm she very passed happy on it. it's Sandra Bullock because we get peak sandy bullock in this movie. We do. She came in hot off Demolition Man and Speed. <laughs> to make this rom-com.
4: Speed's an underrated rom-com. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Um, I acted.
0: I mean I, I don't it's just so it's so serious. I mean if the bus goes below 55 miles per hour. Uh, anyway, we'll talk about Speed later. <laughs> we'll come back to Speed. Um, <laughs> but this actually like predates The Net. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you might remember. Wow. Um, two If by C, which was the first rated R movie I saw in theaters. Yay! Uh, hope Floats, yeah. Practical Magic, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Um, I think she's perfect. I will get to the list of, or I could just go through it, I guess. The, the amount of people who were almost in this movie is astonishing. It's everybody you can think of thrown at the wall. Mm-hmm. And what stuck was Sandy Bullock and... Uh, Peter Gallagher
2: and oh, Bill man. Pullman,
0: and and we couldn't be happier.
2: No, those are um, those are excellent things. To explain. but to I mean, those
3: are ringers. Those are, ring, those are for ringers. For sure, get it
0: done. I mean the original um, the original script for this movie. It was written for Meg Ryan. Okay, so they tried to get part of
2: the criteria.
1: All right. The the attempt is is noted. Yes.
0: But in the original, Meg Ryan, the woman was playing the Peter Gallagher character. Oh, Oh, I don't like that. (laughs) I know Meg Ryan was like, absolutely not. I'm not going to be in a coma (laughs) for a whole movie. Yeah, no, absolutely Um, not. And then the writers kept getting feedback of, like, is it creepy
2: that this is? guy
0: is just, like, pretending that they're married? It's a little creepy. Yeah, it's a little, weird?
2: It's less creepy when it's a lady doing it for some reason. Right. So then they eventually rewrote
0: it for Demi Moore. Demi Moore was like, nah, I did ghost. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: Imagine somebody, they were like, hey, we rewrote an entire movie for you. And you were like.
0: No. <laughs> 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 Hard pass. I don't actually know the See backstory. You. She might have had uh, bigger fish to fry. I don't know. Sure. Um, they also offered it, or they saw Julia Roberts for it. They saw Nicole Kidman for it. I they was saw gonna a ask Gina him Davis.
2: Him yeah. Who? What was oh. the last one? I'm sorry. Uh, Gina Davis. Oh, too tall. <laughs> too tall. <laughs> <Too> tall. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get her out, he out there. The of there. You gotta get a guy who's six foot five. That's just unless you're cast in Goldblum, it's Too tall for a rom-com, unfortunately. They almost cast Ted
1: Danson. I just made that up, but but think about it. He could have worked. He could have been tall enough. He is tall enough. Ted Danson is very tall. Unfortunately,
2: I mean, I love Gina Davis. She's a babe and a half, but too tall for a rom-com. Sorry, Gina. She's she's very tall.
0: Um, She's way too tall for Bill Pullman. I feel like he's a tiny little fella.
2: Yeah, as evidence. Wasn't her husband in in a league league of their own? own. He was too short for her. Sorry. Yeah, and it was weird.
0: (laughs) So... Um, which well, let's move on to Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman sure, gets a wonderful opportunity in this film where he gets to be the other guy because, like in *A League of Their Own* and *Sleepless in Seattle*, which we've already mentioned, yeah. Yeah. he's just like the sad sack, milk toast guy. I that feel the girl so wants to leave.
4: fucking bad for him in *Sleepless in Seattle*. Yeah,
0: it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's not yeah. a bad guy. <laughs> no, he's fine. He's he's aggressively fine. <laughs> My new catchphrase. Keith is really he upset really about is. Bill Bowman
2: and Sleepless in Seattle.
0: <laughs> but, but but here we get to see him be the yeah. other guy. He gets to be like the fun, sexy guy. We get like that yeah. sense of humor that we got in Spaceballs. Yeah. And Casper, which I rewatched today oh. instead of watching oh. this film for some reason. <laughs> no, that was the right choice.
2: Good, Good yeah. move. Casper, we got the full pull here. Casper was the right choice. I mean, because you got uh, Devin Sawak out of it. <laughs> yes, and Catherine, Kath, Kathy Moriarty, she's in that. Movie. Yes, my God. Yes, my God. Um, I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, to the end? Not this. To the end. This film is the.
0: This was my introduction to Peter Gallagher, star of *Center Stage*. Oh, uh, he's such a. Even though. Babe. I do think this movie came out after Sex, Lies, and Videotape, but I didn't watch that until later when I was going through my James Spader phase. Well, so. yes, like we all did.
2: Yeah. Ooh. Right. Peter Gallagher um, is just he's great. Ooh. That he's mouth. He's asleep my through God. the whole movie, and he's wonderful.
3: Yep. <laughs> <Just> he's <stopped laughs> got those eyebrows. Those eyebrows can work while he's sleeping. Yes. Eyebrows,
2: that hair, that mouth. Ugh, he's eyebrows, so, don't just, quit. He's so attractive. My God. The well,
0: true sleeping beauty of our age. Um... <laughs> Peter Boyle is the dad. This is pre-Everybody Loves Raymond. Um, Glennis Johns, who was uh, Winifred Banks and Mary Poppins, yes. is the grandmother. Ooh. Um, and Jack Warden plays the, like, uncle. Jack Warden is, I think, famous for 12 Angry Men. Um, but he also was on, like, Bonanza... And the best thing that I found on IMDb was that he played Mark Twain in a TV movie called Helen Keller The Miracle Continues. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sold. I'm sold. Yeah. The miracle
1: continues. Follow <laughs> Helen as she plays professional baseball.
0: And she... When he was Mark Twain? <laughs> she, yes, and he played Mark Twain in this film. Oh, yeah.
1: and, oh, yeah. Great, let's do it. We'll watch it and then
2: talk about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we gotta look it up. It it sounds like a treasure. Um, And then last but not least, we have Michael Rispoli as Joe Busco jr oh my god the personification of a who farted t-shirt with a heart of gold <laughs> wow. and he is like he's one. the most memorable part of the film probably he has that like we had ice capades <laughs> um,
2: oh, and he like fall
0: hair. he's in her he's in her closet trying on her shoes and he's like what a fell <laughs> he's so good in it <laughs> he's so good I love him so much. I have a plant named Joe Fusco Jr. Because I love (laughs) Joe Fusco Jr. So funny. Um, so, uh, So we talked about like who was possible Lucy's. There were also a lot of possible Jack's, which is the Bill Pullman role. James Spader, Swoon, oh, was considered. Wow. Uh, Dermot McDermott, I don't remember which Dermot it
2: was. It was probably Mul- Dermot Mulroney, unless it was Dylan, Dylan
4: McDermott. McDermot. Yeah,
2: McDermot. we're just going to say it was Dermot, Dermot McDermott. They were probably both considered. So like. I'm I'm sticking with Dermot McDermott. Okay,
0: great.
1: Um, <laughs> Dermot McDermott. Harrison Ford. That's was I think. Harrison Ford?
0: It was oh. supposed to, the the one pairing that, that made it through was Harrison Ford and Gina Davis before they wow. that's,
1: I
2: don't like any of that. I don't like that's Harrison kind of there's, a, there's
1: a gruff sex appeal there. I mean I
3: was
0: gonna say that feels like an aggressive relationship. Yeah that's, yeah. Yeah, that's
1: well, both of them are that's maybe, yeah. that's maybe too much
0: for a Robin. Patrick Swayze was considered. Matthew McConaughey
2: was considered sure. oh, Russell Crowe, woof. Oh I don't like Russell Crowe.
0: Dennis Quaid, star of Inner Space. Oh, oh I do like that. Uh, and Pierce Brosnan was also considered for Jack. He can't like do an American everybody. accent. Get out of here,
2: Pierce Brosnan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Absurd. It would have to be his, like, his brother who studied at
2: Oxford and Right. picked just up It's a dialogue. half-brother from Scotland who just happens yes. to be in town. <laughs> and mind you,
1: it's not even just an American accent, right? Because it takes place in Chicago. It's in oh, Chicago. Oh, so
2: have to sound like AJ, my God. That's
1: right. right. It's a love letter to Chicago. Because then she, she works on the L. She takes yeah, the coins think, on the L.
0: I think it, it makes so much sense I, that, I, that I became a part like of a Chicago family, Chicago because trains. this movie is like very Chicago. It's very it's Chicago. Actually, it's actually mostly in LaGrange, Illinois, which is where my husband's twin brother lives.
2: So oh. I'm very familiar. Oh. With That's where La my La father's
1: personal business exists. Oh, there we go. Lagrange Currency Exchange. <laughs> shout, shout, shout out, out to LaGrange, shout out. Currency. Lagrange Currency. You can visit them on their non-existent website.
0: <laughs> it was it was all shot on location in Lagrange. Some of it is in like Chicago, Chicago um, for the L shots Ooh. and for the train, the like decommissioned train that they did the the train stuff with because they were all terrified of the train. Sure. Um, it also takes place at Christmas time, which I always forget. So it's a double um,
1: whammy. It's a holiday movie and a rom com.
0: Yeah, so. but it, it does such a good job of like taking advantage of like how sad Christmas can be, oh. and sort of like uses Christmas as a stand-in for like warmth and family. And if you don't have it, how like sad and lonely you can be. And you're sitting there with your cat, like eating Oreos in the cat's milk. That's me. A
2: wonderful. <laughs> <addiction>. <laughs> as the only single person here, it's me. <laughs>
0: um. And and there's like it's not really like over the over the top Christmassy. They don't really hammer it home, except for that one really deeply creepy scene where the whole family makes Sandra Bullock kiss Bill Pullman, even though they think that she's the fiance of his brother. Yeah, because they're under the mistletoe and they can't break the rules. Sure.
1: Oh, a movie yeah. about coerced uh consent. <laughs> I don't like that anymore. I'm I, not sure. really I don't
0: like
2: play it anymore. That was just what
1: I don't, I don't know, Claire. I think the, the argument might have fallen apart right there. That feels <laughs> I don't in, think so. That feels I think inappropriate. It's gotta...
2: We're going to get to your choice in a minute. <laughs> uh,
1: all right.
0: There's also like an absolutely... <laughs> there's an absolutely iconically wonderful shot in this movie of a kid on a bicycle who just falls off the bicycle. And it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life, and I remember it all the time. And then when I was reading about this movie... It's like, they tried to get this shot for, like, atmosphere of, like, neighborhood in the suburbs. And this kid eats shit off of his bicycle, breaks his wrist in real life. Oh, shit. And and the director is just like, oh, it really really encapsulates the sadness and patheticness of this story. I think we're leaving it in. It's so good. That's awesome. And it creates, like, exactly what you want. Last thing I want to say, schlubbiness. Yes. L. Magazine said of this film, "It is one of the only movies to devote two full hours to creating a visual mood board for the concept of staying in bed all day." <laughs> <laughs> it was ahead of its time. That's so good. Yeah, really. Wow. Uh,
5: God, it's not,
2: that's I amazing. Mean,
0: Sandra Bullock is such a like. She nobody comments about her aesthetic. She's just like looks like a normal person. She's just always being a normal person. And there's nothing, like, glamorized about her. She doesn't have a glamorized scene. She's always normal. Yeah. And it's great. And I love it. I love that about it. It really makes me appreciate it. Yeah. Unheard of. Unheard of. Especially at that time. Yeah. I mean, usually you would have, like, some transformation. But she doesn't do that. She's just... She is who she is.
1: Aw. That's great. At the end, he wakes up. And then she says, I'm with... Pullman, and what happens? Does he go with someone? Who does Gallagher end up with? We no don't one? have time for this. Oh, we
0: know. He has a fiance already. Oh, okay. He's like, his fiance shows up, and, and then. And all hell
1: breaks loose.
0: Yeah. It's zany, and he only has one testicle. It's wonderful. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yep, um, it's <laughs> I know I said the last thing I said was the last thing I was going to say, but this is the last thing I'm going to say. The entire cast of this movie loved working on this movie so much. There is a Washington Post article that just interviews all of them that I will send you all. It's absolutely wonderful. Aww. They, uh, Bill Pullman tells this story about the director coming up to him and Sandy Bullock and going, run. And then they like ran into a cornfield and then they all just held each other and the director was like, I don't know if people are going to like this movie, but I've loved working with you guys so much Aww. that it Aww. doesn't matter.
2: <laughs> That's delightful. I mean,
0: Sandra Bullock has said it was her favorite movie to work on in her career. I mean... Wow. People loved it. You can feel the love. Sleepless. Oh,
1: in <laughs> oh the Freudian slip. Perfect. The Nailed that. Like calling out another oh, lover's no. name in bed. The beer. Oh, the beer. Jesus.
0: I haven't had a beer in a month. <laughs>
1: That's great. There we go, Claire. My, she doth protest too much. You go on and on about while you were sleeping, but we know deep down it's sleepless in Seattle. And that's all I, from
0: right. A, from a Chicago boy, I'm I'm disappointed. <laughs> okay.
1: As a LaGrange lover myself, I, I understand. There's some love for the Pacific Northwest as well. This has nothing to do with anything, but since you mentioned
4: two, those two actresses, um, did you know that uh, Demi Moore was the planned Dottie Henson in A League of Their Own?
1: Oh, I didn't. No. Why, do- why was Demi Moore slated for so many wonderful projects? All I can do is take a time machine back and thank someone. She was a big damn deal, man. Yeah. And she was, Ghost. I mean, Ghost? Okay. She was a box office, I mean, bomb.
0: Striptease, G.I. Jane?
1: Yeah, G.I. Jane. Oh, my God. Wasn't G.I. Jane like a
4: bomb? I think so. But she was, a, she was she a pregonet, so she could not do A League of Their Own.
1: Right. Oh! but you mentioned Judy Davis and Debbie Moore's Thanks, right? to me's more pregnancy yeah. <laughs> all, right. all
2: right Kristen are That's you ready to got. defend yours next
3: I am absolutely ready to defend Ooh.
2: great let's hear it um
3: well like I like I've mentioned um before we started recording I have a hard time making decisions but this was my immediate response to this and I love romantic comedies a lot all right um, I love bad ones. Like, 27 Dresses is a piece of shit, and I will watch it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even, like, Leap Year, like, bad ones, I will watch and be like, this is fun. I like this.
2: Leap Year? Leap year. never seen either of those, but I believe oh. you.
3: Well, James Marsden's in 27 Dresses. Okay. <laughs> well, he's cute. Um,
2: oh, yeah,
3: he's a babe. He yeah. is a babe. Oh, and, um, what's his name? Oh, Eddie, oh. the Dermot di- McDermott no
1: Dermot no, Mulroney Eddie
3: Eddie, Eddie oh fuck. he's Redmayne right. no Dermot he's married to Turlington. what he's married to Christy Turlington um, oh
2: him I have no idea is, Ed, it, is, is it Eddie Sibrion? Right right is it Eddie Sibrion? Is, is that his name
3: no but he's also in The Holiday which is <laughs> another great one which mm. I'm gonna I'm I don't he know he plays this... Cameron he plays Cameron Diaz's boyfriend in The Holiday Oh, oh, you mean Ed Norton? No.
1: <laughs> Edward Burns? Yes. Ah, Edward Burns, right. the poor man's Ed oh, Norton. Oh, that guy. Ed Norton was the No, host. he's, Sorry. this
3: guy's like I don't ah, know. Does this have anything
2: to do with that. your movie? Move
3: on. <laughs> Moving on, nothing to do with my movie. Oh, I, had to I feel with...
0: bad for Ed Burns now,
3: man. <laughs> he's very hot. Don't, don't feel bad for him. He's doing <laughs> Yeah, he's bad. handsome. Uh,
0: so, oh, yeah. he was again, I have right. a lot
3: of movies that I love. Got it. The Holiday is Close to My Heart. You know, I it was something that I could have chosen, but I went with my gut. I went with a movie from 1996, mm-hmm. great year for films. Everyone that year included that thing you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. It included the Birdcage, mm-hmm. Waiting for Guffman, uh, Independence Day, the best movie of all time, The First Wives Club. Yeah. Yes. Oh. 1996. It's a good year. And it also included this film, my favorite, what I think is the best rom-com, One Fine Day.
2: So oh. was that with george Clooney? yes yeah.
3: yeah i am surprised at the amount of people i know that are my age that have not seen this movie because it's it was like, like very important when i like it was a part of my like puberty i feel like but the one thing that really makes this the best one for me is
1: 1996
3: george clooney mm-hmm. is it's he It's like the middle of ER, he's so charming. He has a Caesar cut. He's wearing like Chandler vests the entire time. Like he is, Yeah. oh, he just, he's got that twinkle. And all the, like, so, you know, there's a bunch of reviews. Again, middle of the road. They didn't consider it a hit or whatever, you know, and everyone was like, this movie's fine.
1: Aggressively fine.
3: (laughs) All these movies mention that it's like, George Clooney, such a natural as a movie star. Um Clooney now officially a movie star marks the emergence of George Clooney as a major romantic star like it's he was just like bursting out of like people were like oh my god this guy so he was my golden number 1 for a long time because George Clooney was impossibly attractive but so one fine day 1996 um I believe the budget. I couldn't find the budget. I think it was around like forty to fifty million. It made ninety-seven million dollars, which was a moderate success. I'll um, say. It, it was directed by Michael Hoffman, who also directed the problematic soap dish. But
2: again. Oh, but know. it doesn't matter because soap, soap dish, dish is great. Is great. Yeah. Um, just, like, but, take out the end, and it's fine. Yeah. Right. But he also
3: directed and wrote the screenplay for the um, Midsummer Night's Dream with Kevin Klein and Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Oh! I, didn't know. And I believe William two- Shakespeare wrote the screenplay. He <laughs> right. merely edited it.
3: Oh, right. But I just had to share this little tidbit. He also made a movie in 2012 that was never released in the U.S. called something gambit and it starred is Colin it about Earth the x-men Kenanzias. gambit no
2: okay then but i don't care it was the Colin Earth,
3: alan rickman and stanley tucci and we didn't get this movie oh and I, in the u.s that's upsetting. where is it I, I look for it it's called gambit it's a remake of a 1966 film that starred shirley McLean and michael Caine.
1: oh <laughs>
0: Was Shirley MacLaine the Stanley Tucci role, or... <laughs> I'm
1: assuming I mean. Is there a way to look for but, it on European Netflix? I'm doing it.
3: Um, so it was written by Terrell, or Terrell, maybe Terrell, Seltzer, and Ellen Simon, daughter of Neil Simon. Oh! Um, oh, oh, oh. It's
1: That's just fun. like Neil, only not. Pedigree. Pedigree. Uh,
3: she, she hasn't written much as far as screenplays are concerned, but she wrote for the show 30-something, as well as uncredited script revisions for the 1998 movie Polly. Oh! <laughs> I was
5: hoping she also worked on small the soldiers. <laughs> yes.
3: um, it, the writing does not get good praise in any of these reviews. It's always like, oh, so it stars Michelle Pfeiffer and George Clooney, but the, all the
2: reviews are oh, like... Real quick, back to Gambit. This is why I've heard of it before, because it, that movie, the, the one that was never released in the United States, was written by the Coen Brothers! That's why I oh, yeah, that's oh. right.
3: I literally wrote that and didn't say it. Crazy, crazy. But,
0: anyway, um, so continue. let's
3: all go find Gambit 2012. Um,
0: <laughs> right after we watch Helen Keller, the miracle continues. Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> Starring Mark Twain. Um, but it was produced by Michelle Pfeiffer's production company that she had just recently started, as well as Linda Opes who also produced Sleep is in Seattle and is like a huge producer and wrote a very tell-all book in Hollywood, but she's great, they're all great, everyone's great. Uh, The cast of the movie is insane. Um, Again, like they are. So we've got Michelle Pfeiffer and we've got George Clooney in 1996. Michelle Pfeiffer has done Three, did three movies that year. Um, she did Up Close and Personal
2: with
1: Robert Ooh. Redford. Yeah. Oh, that movie was hot.
2: I remember going to see that movie Ooh. with my mom in the movie theater. That was about the newscasters no that kept yep. fucking. And that good Celine Dion song. Dion song.
3: Um, she did To Jillian on her 37th birthday, which she got like a lot of praise for. Oh, maybe she that had was just done Dangerous Minds the year before. No, but she also was a voice in um, The Prince of Egypt. Oh, but that was coming later. But anyway, yeah, I was the um, so
2: movie.
3: we've got Pfeiffer. I'm gonna kill you. We've AJ's got just mumbling things
2: under his breath, Kristen. Sorry, it's
3: okay. I can't hear him. Great. Um, we also have Mae Whitman, a young Mae yep. Whitman, as Jack Maggie's daughter. Her name is Maggie, which is another reason that I love this movie because the cat. My, cat, my yeah, my first cat was named Maggie. I love her so much. Also, George Clooney's ex-wife in this movie is named Kristen. So he says Kristen a bunch of times to her oh. in his first scene in the movie. And it's Amanda and, Pete, isn't it? Or Amanda no, Pete she, is in it. She's yeah, a little... Amanda P- Pete plays his ridiculous co-worker.
0: Who's oh, like, yes, she's the sexual harassment co-worker.
3: She literally says to him, it's like my mom, I'm writing an article, it's like my mom always told me, love your guy like a little boy and he'll grow into a man.
2: Ew.
1: <laughs> Gross. What? Oh, no. What does that That's mean? Gross. Don't like it. Don't
3: care. But so got, Thanks Neil got Simon's May, daughter. <laughs> so you've got Mae Whitman as his daughter, and she's actually good as a child actress, and you're like, Oh, this is lovely. Um Amanda Pete, Holland Taylor Three. plays plays Michelle Pfeiffer's mom and like
4: Love
3: her. So Holland Taylor gets this role and they're like, Hey, so you're Everything you do is going to be in the Elizabeth Arden Salon. You're just sitting in a chair. You're on the phone. And then there's one scene where George Clooney runs in and you're like, hey, that's your head head on on him a little bit. (laughs) Right. It's great. She's like, you're adorable. Like, it's, she's fantastic. And then the biggest get they got for this movie, my friends, is... Ellen Green, yep. as yeah. Mrs. Elaine Lieberman. Yep. So I kept good.
0: almost scooping you because I was so excited about <laughs> Ellen Green, and then I was like, she's building to it. She's building to it. <laughs>
3: yeah. It's like the, the Dave Chappelle build. You really see, like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Ellen Green, as we all know, <laughs> is a, is, is the only Audrey from Little Shop of Hearts. Correct. The film, yes, we all should know from the film, but she's played her
0: many and times. And only her. And only her. <laughs> <laughs>
3: She like could she play, play her tomorrow and I'd be like, German. perfect. Yep. Which is
0: just another version of Audrey, and we love exactly. her. For it. Yes, fine. She
3: single handedly <laughs> saves Jack Taylor's career, but it's a great cast. Um, initially, they wanted Kevin Costner or Tom Cruise to play George Clooney.
2: Boom. Just oh, like both of those. No, thank you. Yeah. Oh but Costner and, was hot um, I like Costner I don't, don't like Cruz. Costner Costner has Costner is not charming there's nothing charming about Kevin Costner oh he's got that Costner's twang that charm no, nothing charming about he Kevin F. Costner walked he's
1: like, off of the corn field and I'm gonna nope. romance you he doesn't you. talk like that he doesn't that. speak like that kind of no. a
3: little. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking we're talking about like other the actors around you know that time or whatever one of the reviews said George Clooney is perfectly serviceable as a romantic lead sort of a Mel Gibson light
1: Ugh. Oh wow! That's, like
2: that he's that than no
1: comment didn't age well. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah. Guess guess who said that, AJ? Uh,
1: let me guess: uh, Gene Siskel,
3: Roger Ebert. <laughs>
5: <laughs> close. You close.
3: In in a paragraph from this review that starts with this line: "Cinema is the history of boys photographing girls," or so Jean Luc Godard is claimed to have said.
1: Oh, Whoa. that sounds like a classic erudite Ebert, I'll tell you.
3: That's in a review about One Fine Day. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's <laughs> does. does I, I, don't, I don't really remember One Fine Does it take place in one day? Is that the concept?
3: Yes! Yeah, so the, the, concept, yeah, so the concept of the movie is uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and George Clooney are both single parents and they have their kids that they need to take to a field trip and they both miss the field trip for whatever reason. Of course, it's because of George Clooney's like, oh, charming fuck uppery. They, they, he, like, can't do things right. And so they then get, like, entwined. They switch their cell phones on accident, which their
2: 90s cell phones are ridiculous. Huge. They're like Zach, they're like Zach Huge. Morris cell phones.
3: Yeah. 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 So this movie is really, really 90s in the way that they're in cabs a lot. And they're also, she's yelling taxi so much from, like, steps and, like, not at the street. And... They're on their big cell phones. The first thing you see Michelle Pfeiffer do, the the opening shot of the movie, after they kind of like, you know, know, they go through New York, she's balancing her checkbook. Nice. Again, I'm like, that's the 90s. Yeah. um, They switch their cell phones, and so they kind of are back and forth about, like, taking care of each other's kids to kind of help them through the day. And clearly, they're into each other because they're both... Very good looking.
5: Yes, uh, and that's all it takes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe not, and she's well, wearing that like wonderful T-Rex shirt under her. It's blazer. a Velociraptor.
3: Yes. Oh yeah. So, so okay. So her son in this movie sucks. Like yes. I'm not talking about the actor. Her son sucks so bad. Like he just like he can't like get himself a juice box. He can't mm-hmm. pour himself a glass of water. He like puts shit in his nose. He's like running around and he's he gets stuff all over her her blouse. And so, because she's got this magical purse full of stuff, because she's a mom that's, like, got tape and vitamins and whatever, she puts on this, like, t-shirt from the Natural History Museum that's, like, a child's shirt that's a velociraptor. And she, like, wears it under her 90s vest. And it's, it's Michelle Pfeiffer, so she's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, by the end, she looks, like, bad, but it's still Michelle Pfeiffer, and you're like,
0: oh, yeah, still so, so beautiful. beautiful. I don't see it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> the only reason that it works for somebody like Michelle Pfeiffer in this movie to be single and, like, be able to walk through the world without people, like, losing their minds is because her character is so wound up. And, like, every time somebody tries to hold the door for her or tries to, like, help her, she's like, no, 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 you, no, no, no. I, I Like, she can't, like, someone's like, well, go through this door. I insist. She's like, I insist more. Like, she can't, she's She's very wound up. Um, because she's an architect, which is like the best 90s rom-com like, job you can have. Where mm-hmm. it's like, yeah! You don't have to see them do anything. They just yeah.
2: draw. And they make models. <laughs> she so has a
0: wonderful models. model, though.
3: Yeah, her big model like that
2: gets destroyed put, by her trash They put son.
3: cars on. The guy's like, I need to see cars. And so yeah. she puts, like, children's cars she on She pulls it. out Hot Wheels out of her bag. not to scale. <laughs> but... The reason that I love this movie so much is that it's 108 minutes, which is exactly how long a rom-com should be. (laughs) Um, You know, I, the holiday is something that I love. And again, I'll mention again as as another one I love. Some of these rom-coms will go like two and a half hours long. And like, that's a long, like, you gotta wrap it up. Now, granted, this movie does that classic New York thing where, people get across town really quickly. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing it in real time, and you're like, how did that happen?
4: Like, <laughs> it's a love letter to New York. <laughs> it, exactly.
3: They shot in 44 locations in New York.
0: Oh, um, tax uh, revenue. But, um,
3: it, it's it, it's like, I like to watch New York movies because, you know, she goes to, they go to Serendipity where her shitty kid gets ice cream all over her. But they go to Serendipity and they do all this stuff. Um, and, you yeah. know... Jack's daughter Maggie's obsessed with cats, which I love. Um, AJ, I made a note because I know you love old men.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I do.
3: Let's see. <laughs> oh, Ch- Charles Durning plays Jack's boss at the Jack. George Clooney is a uh, reporter, uh-huh. um, and it's his like it's his editor who keeps a cat um, named Lois Lane in a drawer, um. and it's really cute.
1: And that's Charles Durning yeah. that does that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's perfect. You know, I, I, romantic comedy is is based on the strength of the old people in it. <laughs> exactly. Man, many and many others. he's eating
3: a sandwich. Yeah. Most of it. But, uh, again, yeah, Amanda Peet plays one of George Clooney's co-workers who's sexing him up the entire time, which mm-hmm. great. I mean, get it. I would. But um, another... So another one of the reasons I feel like this movie is made for me is that um, Michelle Pfeiffer's husband is a musician, musician. Her ex-husband's a hum- musician. He's real shitty. He's not present. But <laughs> he's got to leave. He's got to leave at the end of the movie because he's got a gig with Springsteen. Oh, and George Clooney's like, Springsteen? Springsteen? <laughs> like, and so, you know, I like the movie that it moves fat. It's one day. I like that it's one day. I love that it's one day. Um, I love that George Clooney is holding a kitten for, like, the last third of the movie. And, and he's keeping it in his pocket.
0: And it's just with him, and I love it. Um, oh, my God. The scene where Maggie runs away to chase the kittens is, like, the saddest thing. And she doesn't want to leave. And she's like, no, Daddy, I want to stay with the kitten. Yeah. She, she's not shitty
3: like the other kid, but, like, Maggie, like wanders she's away.
5: Really in essence,
2: all children are shitty, so they're <laughs> all just terrible in the movie.
3: Well, she wanders away and Michelle Pfeiffer loses her mind and is like I've lost Jack's daughter and she's screaming in the rain. But on he top finds of a her... cab. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's like wearing her, her Velociraptor t-shirt, screaming in the rain like Maggie! Hey! But she's, you know, no one's like like you at her, do. It's yeah. York. Um, but Maggie ends up being at like an antique store down the block and Jack goes to get her and she's like petting kittens under a piano or something and Mae Whitman's like acting and she's sad and she's like oh daddy no it's nice
0: and then she like names them all or something adorable I don't remember the scene yeah she's like this one's Bob
3: and this one's
2: I don't remember his name so this movie is the best rom-com because they have cats and George Clooney in it (laughs) yes (laughs) okay Ellen Green. And Ellen
3: Green. And Ellen, Ellen Green. Green. Okay, great. But honestly, they, they end the movie, they they go to the soccer game all the kids need to get to. George Clooney picks Michelle Pfeiffer up because there's a big puddle around the Bethesda fountain and they fucking dance in the... Like, he smashes around. Oh, my gosh. The thing about this movie that makes it... I will wrap it up. The thing that makes this the best rom-com, all the reasons I said, in the ending mo act or last couple, you know, the last scene where they they're at Michelle Pfeiffer's house, he comes George Clooney comes over with his daughter. She's there with her son. They've had this whole day. Clearly they're into each other. George Clooney She puts the Wizard of Oz on for the kids, which great. You know, kids nowadays would be like turn this shit off.
1: Like, yeah, like oh, this poor uh, shit. I wanna she, watch Zack and Cody.
3: She's like in her kitchen in her pajamas and he, I'm getting very warm thinking about it, but he like approaches her and, and like, he's talking George Clooney. And then he says like, what would you do if I kissed you right now? And she's like, do you want to kiss me? And he's like, I wouldn't have said it if I didn't. And it's like, they're getting really close. And you're like, "Ah!" it's like George Clooney. It's George Clooney to the max. It's too much, but it makes, he, oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, and, and I just have, I mean, he, that's, I think, the only rom-com he ever did, unless, I think Intolerable Cruelty, I don't know if that counts, but I can't believe I love that before. movie. That's a great movie, but also. Batman and Robin? <laughs> yeah.
2: Anyone? Batman and Robin, anyone? Anyone?
3: But this was right when he was blowing up, and it's just.
1: So it, it ends with them kissing. They kiss at the end.
3: No, they no, are they about don't to kiss. They're about to kiss, and her shitty son is like, "Mom, it's the scary part. I don't like it oh. with the monkeys." So then she fixes and the movie, and she's like, "Let me go get fixed up," and she goes in the bathroom to make herself like pretty. But you're like, <laughs> Pfeiffer, you look amazing." And so then he, she comes back out, and he's sleeping on the couch, and so she kind of nuzzles and goes to sleep with him. <laughs>
1: It's very
2: cute. Oh marriage. my gosh.
1: Oh, <laughs> and then they make love. T- she's...
2: What? Have... No, <laughs> stop interjecting, AJ. We no, have to move. She's she's good at <laughs> physical comedy
3: in it. Like she's it's like our our friend and fellow actress, Callie Russell, who's also very beautiful and blonde and statuesque and is great at physical comedy. Something like Michelle Pfeiffer is funny in this movie. She's got good timing and like is very physical and like looks ridiculous and so you know it's a it's a it's my favorite i'll watch it anytime <laughs> i was watching it a lot on hbo max because it's on hbo yeah it was yeah. and i'm sorry listeners it is now only available for purchase via voodoo
1: but like, oh. buy it. Ooh, dude. Little, little. You, you have to go to Black Magic to get it. This is this is mm. whilst he was playing uh, Dr. Ross on ER, correct?
3: Yes. Of course, yes. Doug
1: Ross at peak time. She yes. talks about this Caesar haircut. That's classic Doug that is, Ross. That is classic.
3: Oh god, yeah. And he's wearing, again, Keith Chandler vests. But it's he had just done like From Dust Till Dawn was like the only other movie he
0: had done. <laughs> oh, <okay.
3: laughs> But he did that amazing
0: have, trash fire of a film. film. Like he
3: did have a guest spot on The Golden Girls.
5: Oh,
0: yeah.
3: but um, they did. I just want to say, him and Michelle Pfeiffer both started their careers in 1978. He was an extra, and she was like a featured person on Fantasy Island or something. <laughs> and their careers were very different. Like she well, he was on
0: The Facts of Life.
1: Oh, yeah, he was.
3: But it took a while, and like Roseanne, it took Roseanne. a while for him. She was. They were like, oh, you're very pretty. But she's also, she's always been, you know, I like Michelle Pfeiffer a lot.
0: Um, yes, she's a yeah, very so, good actor.
3: Yeah, and she produced this movie, and she had this production company, which I didn't know about, which is great. And I think yeah, it's a so, solid choice. I, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm sorry I rambled. I feel very strongly about this film.
2: Um, oh, you feel, you feel I very strongly at... about George Clooney and Kat. Let's be like very clear.
3: Uh, <laughs> let me just, I just want to make one note. There is a problematic scene where he's talking to his therapist Um, and his daughter's in the room with him, so he's trying to use, like, metaphors, and he keeps talking about fish, and he's like, well, she had her fish there with me, and it was, it was a fish, and the therapist's like, fish with other fish in front of cookies, talking Talking about, like, like, women in front of kids, and he's like, is she ACDC, which apparently is a slang term for being bi, but, um, (laughs) it's, it's a problem, it is a problematic moment, that it's, I have to acknowledge. Uh, it's okay.
0: But uh, otherwise, it's the 90s. thank you for explaining it to me. I literally never got that. That's I still don't get it.
1: I, thought <laughs>
0: I like Mae Whitman. And no idea was going on. That was a on.
1: problematic scene. You know? <laughs> the kid in the room. Nope.
0: Well, she
3: literally is just like I'm hungry because he's talking about.
1: Cookies. <laughs> that would be even worse.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Anything else you need to add as to why it is the best rom com of all time? I'm gonna take. Yeah.
3: What? Nothing. You're gonna
2: what? Nothing. I was just. No, oh! We're gonna move on? Um,
3: No, wait. Hold on.
2: Dead air is good.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Just silently reading notes.
0: That's amazing.
2: (coughs) Stay with me a moment. (laughs) That was awesome. If if you think of more things, you can say them later and interject them.
1: Yeah, like I do.
2: What's funny
3: is that something with the zoom and the audio is I don't hear anything that AJ says, like when he interjects. Uh I just see Natalie's reaction to it.
1: (laughs) What a dream. dream. They're screwing this mic up. It can't be heard.
3: I just want to say, it's my favorite rom-com. It is short, sweet, ticks all the boxes of two people fighting that end up falling in love. Okay. very attractive
2: okay we have to move on I'm sorry it's so long <laughs> not just you we have two more people to do I'm sorry we're already past an hour I'm sorry you can't talk about George Clooney any longer <laughs> uh, I thought it was an excellent case it's I a very good everything. movie and it's a very good case I just know AJ's gonna ramble <laughs>
1: It's really it's really just handicapping the whole thing for me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and I'm letting AJ go last so that we make him go the shortest. Oh, excellent.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, that's fine. Save the best for last cuz that's so so far I'm winning.
2: Yep, so far you're winning. <laughs>
1: Oh, but I'm not even, I'm not All even right, Shut
2: up. We have to go. Well, what's your choice, Natalie? I'm getting to it. All right. Well, I was gonna try and wait because Keith left, but it's fine. I hear, I hear. Um, it's fine. I'll speak I'll speak loudly. Um my my choice for a movie is from nineteen eighty nine. Oh. It um it ticks two of the <laughs> of the Keith Clavery requirements for a rom com. I believe
4: I know what it is. Yep.
2: <laughs> it is written by Nora Ephron. And it stars Meg Meg Ryan. Ryan. Well, it was directed by Rob Reiner. He's
1: okay.
2: He's fine. He's a fine
1: human. Nice Jewish boy.
2: And um, the musical arrangements... We're done by Harry Connick Jr. Yeah. (laughs) New Orleans Local boy made good. Shout out Orpheus. Shout out Orpheus. That That movie has a great soundtrack. Um, Yeah. And um, just a little, uh, you know, if you haven't figured it out yet, it is When Harry Met Sally, Um, which I believe to be the greatest rom-com of all time. Um, It is rated R. They say fuck. That is. (laughs) Which I, I think is great. Cats. It In is. A car. Car. It yeah, is. It's true. rated R. It is. It's Yes. Um, yeah. Meg Ryan says, fuck you, and slaps the shit out of Billy Crystal after she's that's like, put pity on me. Um, a little bit of just bonus information about this. Molly Ringwald was offered the part of Sally. Whoa. She was forced to decline due to a busy schedule. I don't know what she was doing in
1: 1989. but I apparently... really
0: thought you were going to say due to a busy signal.
2: And I was like, hey,
1: <laughs> Little did she know the phone was just slightly off the hook and she didn't get <laughs> any calls for, for Wait, months. Wait for phone call.
0: Well,
2: get um, off the internet. Tom Hanks turned down the role of Harry. Ooh. Because as he thought, the film was, quote unquote, too lightweight oh.
1: for him oh, to Tom. do. So this is the man that just finished it's, filming a Fucking Detect- splash? A detective splash. movie so with the Splash?
2: He had done Splash and he thought those was too lightweight. Just, it wasn't lady killers. <laughs> I guess not. No, that's true. It was not. Um, Michael Keaton, also considered <laughs> for
1: this role. Keaton? Keatone. Also.
2: Oh, considered role. I'll <laughs> take some ketone. Should have um, Michael Kane. That would have been sexy. <laughs> um, but a piece of information oh, and then um, the guy that plays Joe, who's like um, Sally's very handsome, like, yes. blonde man in the airport that she's, like, making out with deeply mm-hmm. um, right. is named Stephen Ford, and he's Gerald Ford's son. Oh, you <laughs> I, can see the resemblance. He's what? very
1: handsome. <laughs> um, and so was Gerald Ford looks, in his day. And
2: looks very presidential, so that all makes sense to me. And then the last little bit of bonus information that I learned about this movie was that in 2004, it was adapted for the stage. This is
4: good. This is good. What?
2: Starring Luke Perry yep. and Alison Hannigan yep. at the Theatre Royale
1: Haymarket. In London. Oh, they do the worst thing sometimes. The
2: worst. The absolute
1: <laughs> Damn worst. Damn you, London. <laughs> and,
2: and so after Luke Perry and Alison Hannigan, then Molly uh. Ringwald went and did the fucking stage play uh. of it. She, Talk
1: about she sloppy She
2: finally dirt. got her time. Seriously. Oh, Perry, R.I.P. Oh, I didn't even remember he was dead. Justin oh, Perry. Me, that yeah. makes me so bummed oh, out. We'll out So, yeah, we'll drink for him. So, that's is weird. He, Why is, is
0: he the same age as
2: Allison Hannigan? That seems like a weird it age seems, gap. But yeah. They're probably but closer I'm in age wrong. than you think. They're probably closer because probably. she's, I believe, in her 40s and he was in his 50s. Like Ron Buffy? Yeah. Yeah.
4: He's eight years older
2: than her. He's only eight years. So that's, yeah, that's a lot closer. Like in Hollywood, that's not good. Yeah. So um, I'm going to go through it because I love this movie so much. It's a love letter to New York. It's a love letter to New York. It starts
1: in Chicago. That's right.
2: Yeah. Northwestern. The, The very first people that you see in this movie, one of them is our friend Sam's Grandmother,
1: correct. Now. Yes, that's
2: right. Connie Sawyer is the first woman you see in this movie. Shout out, Connie. Shout out. Sam. Yes, Connie. Um, it is so adorable. All these little like postmarks that they do with the couples, um, because those were all based on real stories that Rob Reiner got from actual people and recorded them and wrote them all down, and then got that's actors so to, to do them. I just think that's. So sweet and, and like,
0: iconic. Like, it was parodied in Big
2: Mouth, and it's so yeah, funny. Yeah, it is, yes.
3: Sam's grandma is funny, too, in that.
2: Um, so every, so, yes. So that's how it starts with a little that. Um, the movie starts with, in 1977, Sally and, um, Harry are leaving Chicago to drive to New York after college. Um, one of my favorite things that happens right at the beginning is that, Um, you can tell very, very quickly that they are an odd couple. She is very uptight. She is very, uh, a type A personality. He's Felix-ish. Yes. She's a bit Felix-ish. Um, (laughs) he's, he's a bit more easygoing. He's a little darker. They have a whole conversation about how dark he is. Um, but he literally is just eating grapes. And the first time he eats the grape, he spits the pit out the window, but the window (laughs) is rolled up still. And he just spits. (laughs) <laughs> Looks directly at her and goes, "I'll roll down the window," and then just keeps going without missing a beat. Um, it's amazing. Also, the
0: idea that Billy Crystal is playing the like dark brooding—he's a dark brooding uh, straight man. Like
2: he's like he's he's not crazy around, which is why I'm probably very attracted to Billy Crystal in this movie. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's also me too. like
3: a lady killer in this movie. Like it's a real a mind fuck when you yeah, when
2: yes. you get um, very so, attracted to Billy Crystal. So I'm, I'm I'm deeply attracted to him in this movie. Um... Um, yeah. And so they, you know, they make their first pit stop at one of the little diners. And he's, you know, he's like, well, obviously you haven't had great sex. And she's like, I've had great sex. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, with who? And she's like, Sheldon. He's like, you're not having great sex with Sheldon. He's like, like, if you need a root canal, Sheldon's your man. (laughs) But like, they go on this whole thing. And I like that, like right off the bat, because it is an R-rated rom-com, its an r rated rom com it's just like slightly more sophisticated. They can talk about sex like that. They can talk about like actual relationships that humans of that age have, and they don't have to dumb it down to like hit a PG 13 crowd. So I like I really appreciate that. And that's where they that's where he sees her order for the first time also at that diner, where she's like, I'll have the side salad and I'll have the pie a la mode, but I want the a la mode on the side and I want the pie heated if the pie isn't and if the, uh, I would prefer strawberry instead of vanilla, but if there is no ice cream, then don't eat the pie. And he's like, Jesus fucking Christ.
5: Yeah, and he wild. just
2: stares I, at her. And like the, while he's staring at her the whole time though, you can like definitely see like Billy Crystal's like doing some acting in this movie. And I don't often say that about Billy Crystal, but like. I mean, he's seeing Surrey with a friend. On top. Well, that's, yeah, that that's later. <laughs> but you can watch him, like he. He falls completely in love with this person in that moment if you just watch his eyes. If you simply watch Billy Crystal's eyes, you're like, oh, he just fell in love with this person. And it's so subtle and it's so beautiful and I love it. And that's where they have the conversation where men and women cannot be platonic friends. The sex always gets in the way. (laughs) There's just no way that it happens. It doesn't matter. They all want to have sex with you. They find you attract. they find you attractive, they just want to have sex with you. And she's like, well, what if you don't find him attractive? He's like, we still pretty much want to have sex with you too.
0: Um <laughs> But Natalie, I agree with you that like it it's so amazing how you watch him fall in love with her when she's at her fucking
2: worst. At the worst. At like, the absolute she's being worst, the worst, level. worst. Yeah. And let's also also just like take a moment to appreciate this is the epitome of. Of the cutest Meg Ryan will ever be in a movie is in this movie. And lots of
1: hairstyles.
2: Many different hairstyles. And she is so fucking cute in this movie. Like, that's the only word I have to describe it. She's so, so cute. And her clothes are insane and so cute. And I love it. So, five years later, they see each other at the airport. She's making out with Gerald Ford's son. He pretends not <laughs> to notice her. And then they get on the airplane, and she starts ordering a Bloody Mary, but it's a third tomato juice, a little bit of Bloody Mary. And he's like, fucking, I know you. And then they switch seats, Then they get to, like, ride the plane there. Then um, another five years jumps. We get to see Carrie Fisher. Yeah. R.I.P. Carrie Fisher. R.I.P. Force out. Pour some out for Carrie. She's a goddamn delight in this movie. And Bruno
1: Kirby. I know and Bruno, I know, and Bruno
2: Kirby. Bruno. Um, but Carrie Fisher, we learn, like, you know, only dates married dudes. We learn that Meg Ryan and Gerald Ford's son broke up and were all devastated. And then we learn at the Giants game that Bruno Kirby and Billy Crystal are at, that Billy Crystal broke up with his wife. And that, like, and it's so funny. That moment is so funny. Because they're in the stadium and they're still doing the wave. <laughs> the wave, the when wave. He's talking about how she's moving out of their house. It's, good. <laughs> it's absolutely. Brilliant That that Oh my my God I love it so much <laughs> That is a good scene And then about a year Goes by And they're Carrie Fisher And Meg Ryan Are in a bookstore I also love that Meg Ryan always Shakespeare here, and Company Yes Always has her glasses On a chain I think it's the cutest Thing ever um, <laughs> They meet in a bookstore And Carrie Fisher's like There's a man in self-help Who's staring at you Or in personal growth <laughs> That's staring at you And she's like That's okay That's Harry We may, well, He never remembers Who I am And then he walks over And he's like Sally Albright And I'm like Oh see He loves you <laughs> (laughs) So it's pretty much at that time they decide to become friends. Um, Then they start doing the the adorable like talking to each other in the bed. It's so so cute. Apparently that was based off of the fact that Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal always talk to each other every night before they went to bed on their phones. (laughs) I think it's so cute. Um, When they're in, when one of my favorite lines is when they're in when they're in their bedtime like scene. Billy Crystal go well. That's the good thing about depression. You get your rest. Uh, because they're always sleeping because they're always depressed um this is also in this sort of little montage of friendship that we see when we see her putting in the letters one letter at a time and looking in the mailbox and it's so infuriating and I love it so much and then he just grabs them and shoves them all in there and she still looks to check to make sure they went in um yeah, and he's sort of getting more depressed, and she's getting a little happier. My other one of my other favorite lines is, "I think I have a twenty four hour tumor. I hear they're going around," um, and she's like, "You don't have a tumor. Go to bed, Harry." Um, so they start getting very close. They decide they, you know, they um, they need to start like getting back out there. They start dating. It's terrible they take a lot of walks they take a lot of walks in like the beautiful autumnal leaves of, mm-hmm. of New York and it's gorgeous it's a love letter to New York uh, it's a, a love letter to New York, York. York and fall let's be really clear yes
4: um, I love New York in the fall yeah
2: <laughs> you got me
0: I love LaGrange Illinois in the
2: fall. <laughs> um, Bruno Kirby absolutely 1000% cannot understand why Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan are friends he does not understand it he like just doesn't get it at all um, the next part that happens, though, is they're in the deli where the famous orgasm scene happens. Ah, and yes. And...
1: The cops are coming. But
2: the cops are coming to arrest me. For Rest their,
1: in peace, is deli. Um, but they...
2: But she's a little angry at him because um, he's talking about how he's just, like, sleeping around with a bunch of women while he's, like, trying to get over his wife. And she says, you are a human affront to all women, and I am a woman. That is why I am mad at you. And I love that. I love that. I love you are a human affront to all women. Um, And then she uh, fakes having an orgasm in one of the best scenes in all of movie history, I believe, um, because in true straight male fashion – uh, Billy Crystal cannot fathom that a woman would ever fake an orgasm with him. And so she has to prove him wrong, and she does. And then the iconic I'll have what she's having line from Rob Reiner's mama, Estelle Reiner. Of course. Uh, amazing. Love it. Do you
3: guys remember before movies they would show those like montage like things, like when you went to the movie theater and you would Did play like, all these clips? well no before the previews it was like a whole thing about like movies there'd be like a I don't know yes I'll have
2: what she's having
5: was always in these yeah always oh like iconic movie (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah yeah um they do another little like um interview with a fake couple and it has my favorite line maybe in the entire movie and the woman goes at that moment I knew I knew like you know about a good melon. <laughs> it's my fucking favorite thing in the entire world. And all I want to do is... it's true about melon. All I want to do is fall in love with a man. So I'd be like, I knew. Like I knew about a good melon. <laughs> there's,
4: a, there's a melon line
2: in
4: you, Kevin. <laughs> so Meg Ryan melon. says like, oh, I hope your melon's right.
2: <laughs> Nor Ephron. <laughs>
4: yeah, Nora Ephron,
2: man. Um, so then, you know, they go on a double date with Bruno Kirby and Carrie Fisher. And uh, Carrie Fisher and Bruno end up falling in love. That's a good scene. They get married and, like, uh, you know, move in, get married, all that good stuff. Um, then we have the karaoke machine uh, scene where they're singing "Sorry" with the fringe on top. And it's so fucking it's cute and charming it's and adorable. so cute. And stupid Helen, his ex-wife, walks in and stupid Ira. And they're so beige and they're so stupid. Um, there's a lot of yelling happening outside. I'm trying to keep talking while Keith and AJ are very distracted. So. No, it's
4: no. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm lazy but, um, to focus here. <laughs>
2: So then they're doing charades, baby fish mouth. He just keeps screaming baby fish mouth. Baby fish mouth! It's so funny. That scene is very, very funny. so funny. Um, And that's when Harry, briefly, for whatever, that one scene is dating Betty Spaghetti... Um, Rob Reiner's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh! That's spaghetti. That's Spaghetti. Rob Reiner's daughter. We're just going oh, yeah. to say Rob and their own Michael. Yeah, that's because uh, when he and Penny Marshall were married, he adopted her. And so that's that's his adopted child. I can't think of her first name. Wow. Reiner. But her last name is Reiner. But yeah, that's his daughter.
4: Ellen's from Necessary Roughness.
2: Yes, yes, she is. <laughs> <Yeah. Yep.
4: laughs>
2: we'll talk about that later. Um, Good thing he got out of there. Her husband died in the war. Yes. And then finally, Joe gets married. Meg Ryan's ex-love ex, ex love gets married. She loses her mind. Harry comes over to console her. They look, oh, there's so much fucking noise happening outside. It's I fucking hate magazines. <laughs> we are in a pandemic. What are you people doing? Um, we're
4: still dear friends. It's fine. we in New Orleans, baby! So, uh,
2: no, we're good. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> so, so Harry comes over to um, console Meg. They look at each other's eyes, and then they they, they like, they finally, oh, that's, that's the other thing. And she's like, I'm going to be 40 someday. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, in eight years. He's like, when? Eight, eight years. years. <laughs> someday. Um, they finally have sex. It's a, it's a whole thing. She's very into it. He's clearly terrified. Um, so yeah. Then they go to the wedding. That's when she yells, fuck you, and slaps him because she's like, you took pity on me. And he tries to get her back together, leaves her a bunch of messages. Um, She's like, and she's on the phone, and it's so sad. And she's talking to him, and she's like, I can't do this anymore. I cannot be your consolation prize. And that's so, ugh, it just, like, kills me. It's brutal. uh, Yeah, because, oh, I feel like that a lot in my lifetime. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, we get to the New Year's Eve, the final New Year's Eve party. Harry is walking the streets alone. She's at this terrible party. He finally he he finally decides he's going to run to this party to go get her, and she decides she's going to leave. And he can't get a taxi, so he just runs and he gets there, and they like see each other at the moment. And then he says the uh, greatest movie monologue of all time, um, and I'm just going to say all of it now because it's the best monologue that's ever been written for a movie, Yay. and it's. <laughs> he says, "I love you." When you, I love that you get cold when it's seventy-one degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. I love that you get that little crinkle above your nose and you're looking at me like I'm going crazy. And I love that after <laughs> I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely. And it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize that you want to spend the rest of your life with someone, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. And that's the best model I've ever written for a romantic movie. I love you too, Natalie. And And she's like, I, and then she's like, why do you do that, Harry? Because when you say things like that, it makes it impossible for me to hate you. And I do hate you. And they, you know, kiss and love. And in the movie, they do their little talking head together, which was apparently 100%, um,. Made up on the spot. Oh, nice. It was all improv. She talks about the coconut cake. He's like, oh, we had yeah, this great coconut cake. So I mean, she's like, with the chocolate sauce on the side, you know, because it really... And then it just cuts. And that's the end of the movie. And it is perfect. And it is great. And I don't really ever talk about this movie, even though I, like, deeply love it. Because I just... Nobody ever else really talks about this movie. <laughs> like, we never just talk about it. But I could quote this movie for days mm. And I love it so much. And I think it's sort of like, ju- I think it's just so much of a more, and I hate that it's like sophisticated, but I think it's a really sophisticated rom-com. <laughs> like, I think it's, and I think it's probably because it's rated R, so it's just slightly, yeah. it's just a slightly different feeling when you're watching it. And I yeah. really think Billy Crystal is really good in this movie. I mean, he is like dead sexy in it. And it's and, yeah, And it's are so tight. It's so, are so tight. so tight. And yeah. it's just, I love it so much. And I just remember watching this movie in high school and being like, that's it. That's what my life's going <laughs> to be that at some point. I feel it. I don't the like, that fucked us up. He had some I mean, like, come on. But I mean, but it's a very realistic romance. Like, it's extremely realistic. It's, you know, it doesn't go right for 13 years. And then it finally does when, you know, he finally stops fucking around. So oh, it goes yeah. really wrong. It's perfect, and I love it, and that's it. I'm not going to say anything else about it, because it's great. Check. I didn't. I to support you. I honestly support you in this. Thank checks, you. Checks
1: good. two of the boxes.
2: It Checks two of the boxes. And yeah, there's was only
1: two boxes.
2: Wow. only two boxes, so
1: we did it. I hate to be a spoiled sport, but, um, you know, as they say, we'll save the best for last. <laughs> no, let's do uh, when Harry met Sally, very, very, very good romantic comedy no doubt about that well, yeah. what they, uh, the only thing I it could... was also
2: nominated for best uh screenplay,
1: screenplay. So oh he, he well... Oh.
2: and and it's the number six on the aFI's list of romantic comedies of all time so, I, I
1: I could appreciate when Harry met Sally more if it weren't a a poor man's version of Annie Hall uh, I'm sorry uh, I know that's gonna that's gonna ruffle some feathers. But, but. <laughs>
0: I think it's hilarious that the one person on this podcast who's in New York picked the only movie that's not about New York.
1: You don't know what I picked yet. No, I'm <laughs> not picking Annie Hall. I'm oh. not picking oh, Hall. Not. Oh, you're not. Oh, a change of course. Oh. I'm only saying that the the pseudo docu. The doc- the documentary format uh, that Rob Reiner puts into uh, that is taken directly from Andy Hall. Was the first film to do that. Um, there are several jokes that are also very, very soft. Uh, I would say stolen from Andy <laughs> Hall, including the ordering scene. Oh. In which, uh, when Diane Keaton orders the the in the deli, it's like extremely similar. It's
2: scene. based off of Nora Ephron's real life character. Well,
1: That's Nora be but that film came out some years before, ten years, <laughs> are we arguing? Are just taking a I'm not arguing. I'm just saying it's the poor man's Annie Hall. Now, what great. I'll That's talk adorable. about is the best romantic comedy, also uh, set in New York City. Claire. Uh Uh, As Keith would say, it's a love letter to New York. It's actually not a love letter to New York. It it features New York very minorly, except for the uh, Lincoln Center, which might give away what it is. Now, this is a film about passion. This is a film about deep love and familial (laughs) bonds. And superstition and Catholic <laughs> guilt. Oh, love it, Catholic guilt. I'm right there with you. Now, if you combine all of those things, and you combine a great B storyline, which every romantic comedy needs to have, and you combine it with charming elderly people, which this movie has in spades, you also get moonstruck.
2: Yeah. Oh. Moonstruck. Oh.
1: Moonstruck. The it's a love brilliant, to New York.
2: It's a good movie.
1: It's yeah, brilliant. And and, and unlike unlike uh several of, of the other choices, the fine attempted choices this evening, Moonstruck did win Academy Awards. Ooh. I'm uh, I'm afraid to say it won for Best Writing and it won for Best Actress and Best Supporting Actress. And let's be clear that this is a romantic comedy. And how often does the Academy of Motion Pictures and Sciences award comedies anything?
2: Almost never. Almost
1: never! Which means... AJ,
0: I'm truly shook that you picked this. I really thought you were going to do Annie Hall. Oh,
1: no. Sorry, I... Sorry, sorry, not. Yeah, I thought that too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... Well, no. I mean, I, I... Look, I'm. I'm a big fan of Woody Allen. I know that it's not popular to like Woody Allen any longer. But... No, Moonstruck to me is, 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 is a perfect structured film. It's brilliantly written. And let's look at the acting and the writing style. Because it is a stylized film, it is, has a distinctive style, right? If you've ever studied acting, which all of us have in some degree, um, you know that you have to uh, sometimes adapt your performance to the material and that everyone must essentially live within the same world even if that world is not entirely realistic. And in Moonstruck, I would argue that the New York Catholic Italian world that John Patrick Shanley meticulously creates does not necessarily resemble real life, but a parallel, slightly heightened version of real life in an Italian household. Um... Patrick Shanley. I mean, if you don't know John Patrick Shanley, you know he's a gifted playwright. He's won a Pulitzer Prize. He's won Tony Awards. Uh, this film was his second film that he wrote, I, I believe, after Joe Versus the Volcano. Man, um, Meg Ryan. And uh, <laughs> there you go, Meg Ryan. Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> Yay! Contains, contains many, <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he, you know, he 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 puts this this film together. Interestingly, if you know John Patrick Shanley's work, you will also see the early iterations of Moonstruck in his play Italian American Reconciliation, which is a brilliantly funny play about a man attempting to get his mojo back from his ex-wife who steals it. <laughs> and um, so, but Moonstruck is brilliant. I mean, you have. You have a transformative central character, right? Cher. She starts off in the dowdy version of Cher, and then when she goes and she gets glammed up, she gets a glow up, as the kids are saying now. <laughs> yep. uh, she gets yeah, glowed up, yep. and um, uh, you know, and you've got the such a cast. You've got the sad sack Danny Aiello that she like. You know That oh. man cannot.
0: He's so good. Yes,
1: he's he's like the quintessential mama's boy. Apparently, this I did read somewhere that Danny Aiello didn't like to watch the film. Research because in his in his neighborhood, playing a weakling was not a cool thing.
5: Well, sure. And Danny
1: Aiello only like to play tough guys, so sure. he gets to do that later on in other films, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. like in *Hudson <laughs> Hawk*. <laughs> exactly. When I'm when I'm typecast into these tough tough goomba roles. Yep. Uh, but Danny Aiello, you know, is is brilliant <laughs> playing this sad sad fucking sack uh, whose mother's dying, and so you know, shares engaged to him. I won't go into the plot because you know what? It's a great film. If you don't know the plot, you might as well go up and watch the movie. Um, It also deals with the supernatural, right? The film is called Moonstruck because so often there is imagery of the moon, there is uh, discussions about the moon's pull, about the moon's ability to transform people into other beings. And it's a classic, you know, it's a Beauty and the Beast story, right? Because you have Nicolas Cage, right? And let's be honest, right? Nicolas Cage is the hottest he's ever been in this film, right? Can everyone agree? It's this and raising Arizona. I mean, Nicolas Cage. The
2: hottest he's ever been. Yes,
1: I'll say that. You know, Nicolas Cage has become something of a niche, phenomenal weirdo nowadays. But, Moonstruck, Nicolas Cage is is Babe City. Babe City. I lost my hand. Which
2: is missing hands, and he Still has no it. hands.
1: You're a wolf without a paw. Um, That's real
2: acting, right there.
1: You know, so many good lines. You know, when he, when they, when they passionately kiss, and then she like slaps the shit out of him twice. And
2: yeah, snap out of it. It's so good. <laughs>
1: um,
3: also included in that montage before movies. Yes, yes. snap out of it. Snap, snap out of out it.
1: Of it. it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's just a brilliant depiction of, of of style, and then you have the great B storyline, right? Because I said every good romantic comedy has to have the good B storyline, and in this version, you get to see the kind of heartbreak that Olympia Dukakis is the character, you know, that the chair's mother has because she knows that her husband is being unfaithful, and their marriage is very, uh, you know, it's 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 on the rocks. We'll say at least, you know, romantically, and you know the. the The relationship is is not going as well as it could be. And so she starts this, um, and it's not a real relationship, but she starts what could be a potential romance with John Mahoney. Oh, dreams. Great, Your favorite. Yes, brilliant John Mahoney, um, who plays a professor that is constantly chasing younger women and getting drinks dumped on him at a restaurant. Yeah. uh, Until finally, Olivia Dukakis... uh, Asked him, you know, why do men chase women? Which is uh, a, a recurring motif throughout the film. Why do men chase women? It's because they want to be young forever. Mm-hmm. And everyone is going to die. Yes and moonstruck ties all of these beautiful lessons about life and love and supernatural elements and italian family and it <laughs> takes them all and it it, it it it's like it over seasons them with the italian rub and then it makes it it bakes it in the oven just to the perfect spice and it's so fucking good you cannot watch that movie without Falling a little bit in love with Cher and falling a little bit in love with Nicolas Cage and wanting to be in that family in, like, 1989 or whatever they were. I fell in
0: love with Olympia Dukakis, but...
1: Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know...
3: Another ringer.
1: is the Olympia all the time. I, who, who plays the host? Uh, Vincent Giardina. Vincent Giardina. Yeah, of, of Little Shop fame.
3: Oh,
4: right! That's right. Mr.
1: Mushnick. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
3: Mr. Mushnick. I forgot it was Mr. Mushnick. Uh, and Cher won an Oscar for this, right? Cher
1: did. Boy, did
2: she!
3: And she wore that Bob Mackie two piece extravagant.
1: Oh, boy, did oh, she! Oh yes, it was it was it was a great night for for comedy. So you know, yeah. I think we'll conclude on that. I mean, obviously, Moonstruck is the best. It not only it not only had Probably. the best reviews of any of these films. Yeah. It also won the awards that that justify its place in history as the greatest. Sandra Bullock got comedy. a
0: Golden Globe for While You Were Sleeping. There, there you
1: go. And also, oh. Michelle
0: Pfeiffer
3: was nominated for a Blockbuster Award for Best Female
4: <laughs> Performance. It, it also oh, Moonstruck also God. made the least amount of money. Of everything we've talked about tonight, did it? And only <laughs> one of these films, Fuck friends, <laughs> made over two
1: hundred million, and that would be—you've got mail. Oh, I. Well, bullshit.
0: but if you allow for inflation,
1: yes. I mean. yeah, allow for inflation. Moonstruck. But I did
0: know. it have Ellen Green? And, um... <laughs>
1: I like the two people from Little Shop were, were mentioned tonight.
2: Yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> so, Yay! so
2: all Happy in year.
1: all, we had four New York-centric films and one LaGrange, Illinois film. <laughs> so, one you know.
0: solid LaGrange, Illinois film with the coziest sweaterscape you've ever seen.
4: Why are all the
2: rom-coms in New York? Because of Nora Ephron? Because of Nora Ephron. It's Afron. so romantic <laughs> here, Question. you
0: guys. It's so romantic here.
2: Yes. As Claire can attest for all of us. From, but it's, from so, my it's closet. so
3: smelly and expensive. <laughs> <laughs> that's where romance comes from. <laughs> it's like, that was there. It
2: wasn't very smelly. It was all right.
3: I mean, if in the summer it can get smelly.
2: Sure, that's sure. true. But-,
0: but everything's smelly in the summer. Right. Anything else you want to
2: add to that?
1: <laughs> oh, no, no, I know. I think I made a succinct and winning argument. I think that's a great way to end it. Everything's smelly in the summer. Oh,
2: yeah. Perfect. Yeah, these are all great. I'm really proud of everyone. Um, yeah. Yeah, this was a delight.
1: Go add these to your Netflix queue. Do they still have those queues? Nope. Nope. All right. You say my list. Oh, my list. list.
0: Honorable mention to the one Meg Ryan film we did not talk about that's not hanging up. French Kiss, which yes, is- yes, I was just oh, Kevin Klein. So oh my God! Oh, oh just oh. honorable mention. That's good. <laughs> is, is that
2: good? It's Ben Ryan. Being oh, like, it, Kevin being Klein. Oh my God!
3: She's being Sally to uh, the twentieth degree. Like she's she's so like so neurotic. bitter.
0: Other side of Sally. And yeah, it's, it's like
3: painful, but she's great. But Kevin Klein, sure. as mute, a fluent in French.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's
3: a lot. I recently watched French Kiss for the first time and texted Natalie throughout oh. it. and she Because I had also watched A Fish Called Mama for the first time. Oh, and I was God. like, I can't
2: deal with Kevin Klein right I'm now. I'm currently just staring at a picture of Nicolas Cage and Moonstruck, so like, we should probably wrap it up. Uh, <laughs> I just,
4: I just want to say really quickly I mean, we've gone so far over time, um, we don't
2: really have, we don't have time. time. It's just, um, I feel like a two-hour podcast is really fucking annoying. <laughs> I was, well,
4: we're not there yet, but okay. we're close. Okay, uh, <laughs> I was fully prepared to, like, argue with everyone about, like, what constitutes a, uh, a rom-com.
2: But do you think we all did it? I think we did pretty good. I think we, we all did it. Because
4: I didn't want somebody coming up in here. What did you, what
2: did you, what did you not want someone to my say?
4: List. My List. <laughs> oh,
2: turn My greatest head
4: fears, head. My greatest fears were somebody coming in here and being, like, the Princess Bride. Because like, oh, that, I think
0: that counts though. I mean, I mean but it,
1: like, of ooh. course, it's romantic and there's there's jokes, but like that's a transformation story. I mean, it's like an that is not romantic it's like an adventure. Comedy.
5: You know,
2: I, like, I, I would call that a, a romantic adventure. Oh, I was thinking of the Princess I feel like Diaries. Taste for it, but
4: <laughs> and I, I also did. I mean, I, my greatest fear, honestly, was arguing with movies that I like because I didn't want somebody also to come up in here, yeah, and say like clueless.
2: Oh yeah, yeah, that's a teen comedy. It's a teen comedy.
4: Yeah. Right? That's, that's different. different.
2: Oh, yeah, that's
0: I you yes, a
2: clue. <laughs> we do talk I about like, I Clue. Get it this we do. So it's not <laughs> shocking that you thought he t- said Clue. But but I, no. I, but I
4: no these are all these are all wonderful, and I, I, I would love our our audience to uh, to stake
2: their claim. Oh, I, they'll make it heard what they think is good, and whatever we forgot. So
0: once they get through it. Once they get
2: through it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be okay. There's going to be a For... point
3: in my Clooney ramblings where there's just like 30 30 you just skip forward. Like,
2: like oh, I, just, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I talked about 30 tests. I just do. suggest everyone listen to it on 1.25. That's all. Tell that's yeah. people right. yeah. to do. Pretty good. Or we could just make it its own series. <laughs> oh yeah maybe we should do a two part maybe it should be a two parter if we two-parter. talk long enough it's yeah. gonna get there you
3: gotta do the spader
2: series first ooh, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> actually we have another podcast called that's got Platt, where we just talk about oliver Platt movies so that's that's our second podcast that's <laughs> got Platt.
4: i'll be the guest <laughs> go, for the to tango episode
2: <laughs> all right this has been long really? this has been great <laughs> i've been very very happy to do this with everyone and now we're done and we're shutting off all right right i love y'all leader? No, oh, there's. Did not. that happen? I won.
1: No, <laughs> I mean no, I believe I you won. you listen
2: to the pod. Is there ever a winner?
4: I went we the don't I know. Went the full Efron. Like,
2: like, I, I mean, we went. Keith went pretty full Efron. I effron. went seventy-five percent full Efron. True. AJ okay. thinks he won, which is fine. I'm gonna maybe give this one to you. Oh. What? Oh. oh, oh. <laughs> no, we're done. We leave no, 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 we're no, done. No, cut it off. We'll take this offline it's all a lot goodbye everyone I hope we're still here we love you bye Piazza Your Opinion is Trash is produced by no one edited by Matt Jackson with graphic design from Matt Phelan and original music by Kay the Beast please subscribe like and rate us on all podcast platforms and join our Patreon for more nonsense thank you for listening we'll see you next week